All right, welcome back. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Uh, of course, Sanders here, Easy Money Sanders here. And I got my boy Duke, Dupree with me. As always, man, as always. How you feeling? Yes, sir. Man, I'm going through it, boy. The allergies is on me. They came up, gave me a little two-piece and a biscuit real quick. Well, you know. <laughs> Spring to springtime, bro. You know how it is. Our allergies get the kicking and everything, bro. But other than that, man, all is well. Another month here. We done made it to April. Dog, oh, bro. 2021 is flying. Yeah. Yeah. It's it definitely it's not slowing down for anybody at all. It's not slowing down. But yeah, I I can I don't have the same sentiments, man, with those allergies. I don't have any. So I feel for the folks that gotta deal with them. So I feel it, man. You'll be, it'll be all good. It'll be all good. You'll get by it. You'll get Facts. by it. I know that pollen down there in the south. It, it is different. <laughs> it Bruh, is different. Crazy. Man. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to decipher like where to park my car at, so I make sure that none of it fall like <laughs> on, on my car. I'm like, man, I don't want to be by no trees right now. <laughs> oh yeah, you try to avoid all trees, bushes, flowers, all that. <laughs> you try to avoid Everything. all that. Everything. No smoke. <laughs> Man, how you been living though? Man, we good, man. Good, good. Um, spring balls just ended for us this past Saturday, so um, bittersweet. We've been rolling for a little over a month, so um, it was good to get back out there, running around, coaching the guys, and everything. But we got we got to end off this uh, end off the the year strong. You know, finish up uh, recruiting and all that type of stuff, but. I'm good, man. I'm good. As long as it stays warm up here, I'm good. You had we had a let me see last Thursday, man. It snowed. It was like Ooh. 30 degrees and it snowed. Yeah, exactly. And up until then, we had 60s. You know, you know, low to low to mid 60s and things of that nature. And then, boom, just got hit with with some snow last Thursday. So as long as it don't pull nothing like that again, I'm cool. Nah, for real. Hey, that's boy. Wait a minute. That's you. You shocked me with that one. You was like snow, but I. Uh, I guess you gotta had to think about that. I'm like, man, you uh, yeah. Northeast Ohio, bro. It shocked you. How you? How you think I felt? <laughs> <laughs> we had practice that morning. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Man, but yeah, man. We we gonna man. We gonna hop right into it, bro. It's been a. Uh, uh, so it's a Wednesday, but it's been a, a crazy weekend, crazy week uh, of sports, of things that's been going on. Uh, of course, the biggest thing that had happened so far, uh, as far as like competition-wise and in gaming, it was uh, the national championship game uh, between Baylor and Gonzaga, which uh, pretty much, you know, had been the top two teams all year. They were uh, preseason ranked number one and number two. Uh, in in the polls, and I think this was the, I want to say fifth, fourth or fifth time that uh that the top two preseason teams met uh for the national championship game, and um all the other previous times beforehand, it's been the number two team uh preseason ranked number two to win it, and uh, it happened again on Monday night, um in in convincing fashion uh. With Baylor taking care of Gonzaga, eighty-six to seventy. Um, man, Jerry Butler, uh, who I think I don't know if he's uh, 
declared for the draft or not. I know uh I know Mitchell did, but man, Jerry Butler, another great guard for them. Twenty two points. Um real real big for them, man. Um the bench though, the bench for Baylor. Um, I scored Gonzaga's bench twenty one to seven. Man, when well, you can get twenty one points from your bench, especially uh, and I'm not trying to downplay the, the 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 game of college basketball, but you know normally bench points don't come that often uh, in 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 college basketball. Man, it's usually your starters and probably one or two um, players. Um, to maybe get you a couple of uh, uh, maybe 10 to 12 points off the bench, maybe 15 on, on a good night, but to get 21 points off the bench against, you know, against the number one team in the nation all year. That's, um, that's crazy, man. Uh, what was, what was some of your takes that you saw from the game that kind of, that shocked you? Um, and at one point, at, at what point did you see like, okay, Baylor got this in the bag and, and, we you know we seen Gonzaga make a couple of runs and and come back and win a few games this year and you know we just thought well maybe they'll do it again. Uh, what was the point where you was like, all right, Baylor got this in the bag. They about to win the Natty. <laughs> uh, you know, even how, though you've been said my fault, but even though you 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 seen this, I'm gonna say this right here. You seen this coming. You been was like, I don't know about Gonzaga. I don't know if they gonna finish the deal. You've been saying this ever since we've been talking about the tournament. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I know you ready to. Yeah, <laughs> I know you I ready to get to them. I didn't even. I didn't have Gonzaga making the Final Four in my bracket. I made one, two brackets, and I didn't have them making it in either one. Um, I just it. The, to answer your to answer your question, what at what point did at what point did I think it it was ugly for Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first half when they went. I mean, when Gonzaga went down seven to nothing. You know how you go to the wreck and you go play pickup and you play the you know you playing the fifteen, but if you get down, you know. You get down seven, oh, that's it. Yeah. Well, that was it. When <laughs> that, I mean, the first possession for Baylor, they snagged two or three offensive rebounds before they got before they scored. Like they Baylor was just they were too athletic, they're too big, too strong, too fast. Like it was just they was just the better team. Like Baylor was just the better team on Monday night and. There was nothing that Gonzaga could do. I, and I've heard people talking about, well, you know, they played a tough, hard game with UCLA overtime and things like To be honest, I, I that's an excuse. And if you're going to win a championship, sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to you gotta push through it and everything like that. You got to push through, um, you know, your legs being dead and all that type of stuff. Baylor, they just ran into a butt. Like, Baylor, Baylor was just a better team. They were... And then when Suggs when Suggs got into foul trouble, that didn't help either. But Baylor was just too athletic; they could not. I mean, they they doubled uh, Gonzaga in rebounds. Right, they out rebounded them thirty four to seventeen. Like it was, it just wasn't a good matchup for Gonzaga at all. Um, and then they, you know, they were isolating. They were playing ISO ball and isolating those boys and Teague and Mitchell and. 
all those guys that were hitting all these threes and, and this and that and getting to the cup and it was just it just was not a good matchup for Gonzaga. Um they had a great season. Um no one can take that away from them. They had a great season, so did Baylor as well, but con- you know, congrats to Gonzaga on a great season. But I didn't pick Gonzaga to get to the final four for this reason. When when Gonzaga plays against for lack of a better term, real competition, we see what they're made of. And they just have not been able to get it done against the best teams in the nation. They just have not been able to get it done when it counts the most, when you're playing against the, the teams that you need to beat. Yeah, you he, they beat everybody they're supposed to beat, but now you're playing against somebody that looks like you and might be a little bit better. It might be a little bit better. Because in their conference, they're not playing. They're not playing a Baylor. They're not playing a Kansas. They're not playing a Kentucky. They're not playing a Michigan, or Illinois. They're not playing any teams like that. So they're not really battle tested. No, blowing everybody out by thirty. They really didn't see any pushback until the UCLA game. That was probably the first time really, really seeing the team that was going toe to toe with them. So to see that as late as in the Final Four. A semifinal game, that's tough to go against a Baylor team that's been tested, that they lost a couple games. And who knows, if they didn't have to pause their season, they might have been undefeated too. Yeah, I, I was I was, I was, was just – that's a great point. I was just about to ask you about that. Was it – I mean, because, you know, they had a pause. Well, both teams had a pause and as far as with, with, with COVID issues and everything. And, and I know at one point Baylor was missing, oh, missing a ton of guys, I think. And that's what – Spawned them into the streak, if you want to call it. I mean, they only lost two games all season, but uh, the the streak that you want to call it of them just, I guess, not looking themselves because they started out eighteen and zero, and and you got to think um, these teams were supposed to meet up early in December uh, in a one of those like kind of tournament early season tournaments that they have in college basketball, and it didn't happen. They were supposed to be the championship game, and it didn't happen because of the COVID issues. So we, we missed the chance right there on that first matchup for them to even meet up. So it was, it was always the collision course to see them two, these two teams to play each other. And it's just, it's, it's crazy looking back on it, thinking that, that Baylor could have been on the other side of what, what Gonzaga was going through and what they were doing to possibly be undefeated and finish the season uh, undefeated. It's just hindsight. When you're looking at that, it's like real crazy. Man, I mean, you you mentioned the the rebounding, uh, Baylor doubling the rebounds, and I mean, bro, fourteen of those offensive rebounds. So they creating second chance points, second chance second chance points, uh, opportunities for more guys to 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 keep shooting. And I mean, it seemed like every time that Gonzaga looked like they might have found the groove, and they end up closing the gap. Baylor comes back, knock down a three, knock down another three. And the thing was, is Baylor was hitting their threes, Gonzaga wasn't. They finished five for 17, only only hitting five threes the whole night when you this was the you know the highest scoring, I think the number one offense in the nation, uh with Gonzaga. They had the number one offense in the nation. So the fact that they weren't hitting their threes was bad. And and, and I'm with you. The crazy thing is, is like when you look at the numbers, the numbers can be deceiving because Percentage-wise, 
overall from the field, Gonzaga didn't have a bad night. They shot 51% from the field. But shooting 29% from three doesn't help. Getting out-rebounded by 17 don't help. Uh, 14 turnovers, you know, it's just all the things that they tell you in a basketball game that you don't want to happen to you that will cause you to lose a game. That's what was going on in this game between Baylor and Gonzaga. Like you said, they just way more physical, uh, way tougher. Um, just it was it was their night because even us, like in the group chat, we're sitting there going and we're kind of looking like, okay, like Zaga, Gonzaga was, you know, finding something and was getting the rhythm. And for a minute, Baylor went cold and they got the lead down from 15 or however much it was, 15 or 20 at one point and got it down to 10 at halftime. And we were like, okay, I know for a fact I was, I was like, okay, Gonzaga got it at 10 at the half. That's a win. They can keep it going. If Suggs can get out of foul, stay out of foul trouble, they can hit their shots. Who knows? But it just it just never happened for him because I mean, man, Baylor was just knocking down key shots after key shots after key shots, man. I mean, and that was just that was just the difference, like in that game. So I'm a I'm gonna bring up this point right here, and I want I want you to see like I want to see how you feel on it, and what you think about it. So uh, this is another team who you know has came into talking about Gonzaga has came into uh, the tournament, you know, undefeated. And um, got to a certain point of lo- and have lost. We hadn't have an undefeated team uh, finish the season with no loss uh, since 1975, 76. So about 45, 46 years. Indiana was the last team to finish the season undefeated and win it all. There's been a few teams that you know has had chances to um, the UNLV team back in 1990, 91 with uh, Larry Johnson and. And all those guys, and um, I can't think of the coach name right now because it's hard to pronounce. Uh, the one with the towel, I can't think of his name right now though. But you know, them them dudes were serious. They got to the final four, lost to Duke. Um, Wichita State came into the tournament in 2013 undefeated. They lost in the third round to Kentucky. That next year, Kentucky was undefeated, and we, I mean, loaded. That that 2014 Kentucky squad was oh my. God, they were loaded, and I just, I just thought they would blow the waters off of everybody. And they ran into Wisconsin in the in the semis and lost there. So it's 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 happened a few times, but no one has closed the deal in almost now nearly over forty five years. Do you think we will ever see another team finish undefeated in basketball, college basketball? I think we will. I think we will. It's tough. It's tough, which yeah. is why there's only been one team to do it. And everything just has to I mean no, it, it, it's under- been it's it's been um it's been multiple teams. It's just that's the last team to do it. Yeah, just to finish undefeated and win yeah. the national championship. Like you've had teams that come close, but you gotta you gotta finish it in the tournament. Um I think we will win, I don't know. Um, I, Gonzaga is the obviously the latest, the latest to to get this close and um and lose. But at some point we will. It I when I don't know who I don't know. You would think it'd be one of these blue bloods, you know, Duke, uh, Kentucky, uh, Kansas, you know, uh, UCLA, you know, one of these schools that's 
you know, Blue Blood College Basketball School would find a way to, you know, go on the field and break through and win a national title. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. It's always that that's the beauty of the tournament. It's just one night. Yep. One game at a time. And one off night, then you're going home. One off night. So um it'll happen. It'll happen. We'll, you know. We'll it'll be like I said, maybe I don't know, I don't know how, you know in how many years, but at some point it'll happen again. Somebody will go undefeated and, and find a way to win the natty. Could it could it possibly be Baylor? Could they repeat and mess around and go undefeated? Because uh, I want to say I believe that Baylor and Gonzaga once again are going to be the two favorites, early favorites right now to to have the best championship odds um, to either be in the in the Natty or win it. And I mean, uh, I can't remember exactly where they are in their recruiting class, but I think they got another great recruiting class, and I think a couple of guys are still are coming back. I'm not for sure. So I'm not for sure about I'm not for sure about Jerry Butler yet or Teague, but I know Mitchell. I think he declared for the draft today. Um, do you think? Yeah. It, do you think possibly it could be Baylor? I mean, or at least do they have a chance to repeat? They do. I think Baylor does. It depends on who stays. It depends mm-hmm. on who stays. It depends on who stays. Like Teague was a senior, so. It's probably a wrap for him. But, like, some of these okay. younger guys, if they decide to come back, then they could possibly pull it. You know, they could possibly do it. Um, it's just depending, like you said, the recruiting class and who comes back and things of that nature. Um, so, you, I mean, they could. They could repeat to go undefeated. If they were to win the natty, turn around, go undefeated, and then, and repeat, you would have to talk about them as being one of the best basketball, you know, college basketball teams of all time. Um if they were able to pull that off. And like I said, they might have been undefeated. I mean, if they didn't have that delay, they might have pulled it off this year. <laughs> I mean, they might have pulled it off this year, the way they yeah. you know, the way they beat Gonzaga. And they really didn't have any trouble throughout the whole tournament. So they they could have pulled it off this year if, you know, if not for COVID and having to, you know, having to stop playing everything. So we'll see. It'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. Yeah. One one more thing about the uh, the undefeated talk, and uh, we can we can uh, we can switch gears. Um, do you think it's better for? And this is just, I mean, in general, really all sports when it comes down to it, because we you know in our lifetime, this is like the third, fourth, fifth time we've seen you know something like this happen. Uh, it's happened a lot here in college basketball, like we mentioned, UNLV, Kentucky, now Gonzaga. Uh, if you go to NFL, the 07 Patriots, uh, you know, teams who, who've gone undefeated uh, get to the championship game of their respective league and uh, don't finish the deal. So do you think it's just better for a team to uh, to try to chase that dream and to be the next team to go ahead and finish to do and go under undefeated or – do you want to go ahead and kind of like like Baylor have a loss or two already on your belt? So there's no more of the, I guess, the pressure. Because, I mean, with each round that Gonzaga was going through, that was more pressure on them, obviously, to, to finish the deal. Because, I mean, like you said, they had no, they had no real trouble in any – it might have been a few regular season games they might have had trouble, but 
in the tournament. They had no real trouble until they got to the to the semis against UCLA. And if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for I don't know if he meant to, you know, call glass and hit it off the off off glass like that. If it weren't for the Jalen Shug shot, who knows what might would have happened because it looked like that was going into a double overtime uh situation right there. So is it better for the team to just already kind of and I'm not saying like losing on purpose, but you know, I already kind of have like that pressure of not being undefeated anymore. Or do they want to go ahead and try to chase that goal and have the undefeated season? Because which which is more feasible and more possible in the game of college basketball probably than anything else. Because professionally, that's really hard to do, especially in the NFL. Like in the NFL, that's why it's only been one <laughs> undefeated team in the NFL. Uh history because it's just that's hard to do for 16 seven now 17 weeks with an extra game that they got plus the playoffs um so really kind of more so in college basketball is it best to just go ahead and not deal with that pressure or do you go ahead and take on that challenge and be like i think we got a chance to run the table now i think you i think is if we can go undefeated let's go undefeated Mm -hmm. i think what as a, as a coach, if we were on that track, what I would want is for my guys to be battle tested, and I think that's what Gonzaga missed is to that. I would want my guys to be battle tested, win some tough games, be in some games where it's nip and tuck. We won in overtime, or we had to come back and win things of that nature. So they know what it takes to win. They know what it feels like to come back from behind. They know what it feels like to win a game in overtime. You have those, so you have those, you have that muscle memory going into the tournament. It was like, okay, you now you you you're playing a, a good opponent and okay, we've been in the, you can say, guys, we've been in the situation before. We've been down before, we've been in the tight game before, we've been in the overtime game before. So this is nothing new. We figured it out before, we'll figure it out again. But when you're blowing folks out by 30, it makes it kind of tough. <laughs> To say, yeah, we've been battle tested, fellas. Against who? And if you're blowing everybody by 30, there's, there's not a lot of battle, there's not a lot of battles. <laughs> there's not a lot of battles that you've had. So um, yeah, I would definitely chase that, chase that undefeated season. I would just want it to not be easy. I would not want it to be easy. Yeah, I, I I can see that definitely because you know it's just it's just it's you know it's the, a lot of that's been happening um, here recently. Just trying to figure you know figure that out because there ain't been too many times where you know and it, and the thing is with college basketball, it's like the, normally the team most times who wins the national championship. Uh, I mean, besides there's a few years where a team just get hot, but most cases here the the best team normally ends up or one of the better teams ends up winning. Winning the whole thing, so a look ahead, a look ahead to as far as like next year uh, as well. And finally, we'll go ahead and move on. I know I said that the last time, but <laughs> uh, do you think like your blue blood, your blue bloods, your normal like your Kansas, your Dukes, your Kentuckys, uh, your Michigan States? I mean, you know, some of them were like a couple of them, like Kansas and and Michigan State. You know, they were in the tournament, but you know, they weren't like. They wasn't talked about, and then you know there wasn't there wasn't a Duke, there wasn't a Kentucky in this tournament. Do you see 
Uh, I mean, UCLA was one of the first four in too, but, you know, made their run. But do you see any one of those teams, like, possibly, you know, making a comeback and going to be in that back in this tournament talking, being back in the tournament next year? Oh, yeah. I definitely see Duke making it next year. Um, I see Duke. I see uh, Kentucky. I can see Kentucky uh, making it. Um, they were up and down this year. I think UNC will be back. They may not sure, but I think they'll be back and everything. So I definitely think we'll see more of the traditional Blue Bloods back in the tournament for sure Come with this upcoming year, with this upcoming season. You'll definitely see them back in there. Yeah. Man, so speaking of moves and everything that's going on, man, I think the, the NFL draft is about – a couple of about two no three weeks away about three weeks away uh at the end of april uh but of course moves are always being made even before the the nfl draft so we just had a major move happen as far as with the quarterback position uh the jets traded sam Darnold to the carolina panthers um in exchange uh sam Darnold goes to carolina in exchange the jets get they get three picks. They get a six-rounder for this year's draft, and then they get a second and a fourth-rounder for next year's draft uh, in 2022. So, of course, first thing is immediate, you know, the reaction as far as, like, when the, the trade goes down and everything gets announced, what was the initial reaction, and what's next for both the Jets and the, and the Panthers, in, in your opinion? So the first thing was I thought that – I did not think that the Jets were going to take a quarterback in the draft. I did not think that. With them having Sam Donald, I was of the mindset that they were going to stick with Sam Donald and either you pick, you know, get a pick to put some weapons around him or get a, you know, get a swell from Oregon to protect him. With them trading – Sam Donald, two things. One, Zach Wilson, you're probably up in New York Jet. And two, that keeps Justin Fields out of the NFC South if the Falcons don't take him. Because now you, if you're Carolina, you have your quarterback. Because it was assumed that Carolina was going to take a quarterback um, at that, I believe they're the eighth, eighth pick. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're at eight. They're at eight. So they're the eighth pick. You know, the mindset that Carolina's going to take a quarterback, potentially Justin Fields. Well, now you have your quarterback now, which I'm happy for Sam Donald to get out of New York. I know they got, you know, Rob Sala. He's the he's the coach now. But I think it was just time for him to get out of New York. I think he needed to change the scenery. Adam Gase, that that that. There's a whole subject in, in and of itself. I don't think he helped out his career at all. But I think that's a good jump start for Sam Dalton in his young career because he's still young. And uh, the Jets, they get to pick their quarterback. So this it, this changes the whole dynamic of those first, you know, three to five picks in this draft now. Because now, okay, you have San Francisco moved up. And you would think mm-hmm. San Francisco was going to take Zach Wilson. Well, 
Now the Jets are picking before San Francisco. So if the Jets take Zach Wilson, what are what are the 49ers going to do? And then the Falcons, depending on what the 49ers do, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, they'll talk about them trading back. They would, you know, talks about them staying at staying at four. So it this just changes the whole dynamic of the of the draft now. But for those two franchises, I think you get your in Carolina, you get your quarterback, and in um, New York, you get a, a fresh new start with a young quarterback, regardless of who they pick, whether it's Zach Wilson or if they decide to go with Justin Fields or someone like that. Yeah, for me, when I first when I first saw the trade and it went down, I initially thought, okay, okay the Jets were taking Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> that's the first initial thought that I had, just because um, at that point you trading you trading Sam Darnold, and and that's the thing. You even though there was no more Adam Gase, he was gone, and we know that he's probably well, no, probably he's the main reason why. Sam Darnold, you know, growth has kind of, you know, stunned. It hasn't really grown. It hasn't has no real progression because of Adam Gase. I mean, prime example, think about Ryan Tannehill and his career and how it was really nothing down in Miami. And then he gets here, he gets to Tennessee and, and gets basically, you know, resurrected. And now is, you know, a bona fide starter again and looking like he can be there for quite some time, maybe, you know, we'll see. Uh, but you know that that's what happens when a, a new coach comes in. So that you know, Robert Sala comes in, and that's the thing that you have to think about. You know, a lot of these franchises, you know, have to think about. It. It's like and players too. They think about like, okay, there's a there's a new coach coming in, a new coach, new GM. You know, am I the guy that they want to keep here, or do they want to go on another route? So you always have to think about potentially Darnold being moved. Uh, I didn't think I'm with you. I didn't think that they were gonna move him. I thought maybe they'll keep him, get him a weapon, give him a you know a Devonta Smith maybe, or like you said, take a Suell to build around him and you know go from there and see how he will react uh, with you know a new head coach, uh, you know just a, a, a son of a somewhat of a, a a new start, but not completely fresh. But going to Carolina for him now is a complete fresh start. Dan over Matt Rule. Uh, he's reunited back with Robbie Anderson, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, you know, he 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 has some weapons down there that definitely uh, will probably help him out, make him look a lot better. But then I thought about, well, well, dang, well, what, what are they going to do with Teddy Bridgewater? Um, as far as like the Panthers go, and I'm like, yeah, they just they just gave him a nice little, you know, it wasn't a hefty contract, but a a decent contract for a starting quarterback. Um, but initially, I kind of always kind of thought that he was just going to be like a bridge guy anyway, and two three years down the road, that's going to get another quarterback uh, to see. But I'm now thinking, okay, well, what do they do with uh, what do they do with Teddy Bridgewater, and where where do they move him to if he can get moved? And then I, I thought also for Carolina that okay, well that rules them out getting a quarterback. Because I, I was thinking maybe they might would have traded up because you know the fact that San Francisco moved up to get to moved up into number three to trade back trade back out with uh who had the third who had the third pick at that time the Dolphins 
Yeah. Yeah. The for, them to, for them to trade back, for them to trade up from where they were up to number three, lets you know that they're trying to get a quarterback. I feel like you don't make a move like that without getting the quarterback. I guess it's just depending on which one it is. Um, I heard or saw something about it being Mac Jones. Really? Um, uh, I think it was like an insider report from like Shift or something. And, and I had a discussion with a few people and we were like, I don't see why you would do that for Mac Jones when you can get Mac. I think Mac Jones is a first rounder. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm working on a mock draft, by the way, I'm trying to see if hopefully like these, if no more other crazy moves get made. So, cause every time I get ready to go ahead and be like, okay, I got one. I'm going to put it out. Something else happens. I'm like, golly, I got to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if, but, they, uh, if they cause what, what was San Francisco at before they were now, I believe they were, they were, they were outside the top 10. If they traded yeah. up that far to get Mac Jones, they could have got him. He, he would have been available right. outside the top ten, right? For sure. So, because I like I said, I think Mac Mac Jones is a first round quarterback. He's a first rounder. Um, but number three, because that's that's basically saying you feel like that he's the third quarterback on your on your board. I mean, maybe even the second. I don't know because I mean, obviously. Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. We that's oh, a given. Yeah. Like number number one is clear. Is and now I think number two is clear now that it's going to be a quarterback, and I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. So the the draft starts at number three. Yeah, San Francisco. Now that's the thing. But I, I thought that Carolina would trade up, take a quarterback, go either go get a Justin Fields, possibly trade Lance. Uh, you know, because I I think I think Lawrence and Wilson is going to be gone. Uh, by that time, so I thought maybe they were going to trade up, try to get them a quarterback, and then just you know either let Bridgewater and that quarterback you know battle it out, or you just or you have Bridgewater kind of do like the Tyrod Taylor thing, where you know he starts it out. If something happens to him or he's not performing well, then you throw the rookie out there and boom, you leave it at that. Um, but now that not with that not happening and them still sitting at eight. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I mean it's still a possibility that they can move up. They might want to take, you know, they might want to try to get an offensive weapon for Donald. Maybe try to get a Pitts or a Chase um, to jump in front of a team that is probably wanting to get one of those guys or anything like that. But um, that's what was the first thing that interests me. But I'm really glad that Sam Donald is going to get a fresh start here, man, because he he really needed it because he was one of my favorite quarterbacks from that 2018 class that I thought, you know, by this time could have made the Jets better. But, you know, that's Adam Gase's fault. Um, (laughs) We're blaming everything on Adam Gase for sure. So, um, I don't know. It's just – this move has definitely made, like, a domino effect and it's definitely changed the cards for everything Um, because, like I said, we just feel like now we know it's a given that the Jets are going with a quarterback – um, right now at that number two spot, uh, I saw something also about Donald. This I think that the Forty ers was pushing for him, and even Washington was trying to make a run for uh, Sam Donald. That wouldn't have been Man. good. That wouldn't have been a bad look for Washington. Yeah, if Washington get a guy, because that's that's really all they're missing. They just need a quarterback, quarterback that can do something. He he ain't gotta he ain't gotta be. Outstanding. They just need him to do something. 
<laughs> and because with that defense, oh yeah. man, if you can put up twenty four points a game, you'll be fine with that defense. If you put up about twenty four points a game, that's cool. Yeah, we're we're gonna see, man. Like you said, they could. I mean, Carolina could stay right where they're at, and they could decide to. All right, we're gonna move. I mean, not move, but we're gonna take you know get a receiver or take Kyle Pitts or move up and get a guy. I heard that the Broncos were potentially interested in that four pick, that number four pick with Atlanta, and the name that I heard was Trey Lance for Denver. Um, so there's a, there's a lot there's a lot that can still happen. These these teams are trading up, making these trades and everything. I mean, Atlanta could, lo and behold, move back, and especially I don't know I don't know. You know, we we'll have this discussion later on. <laughs> And on another episode, but you know who knows what Atlanta is looking at or what they're looking to get and everything like that. But they could decide to move back and get extra picks <clears throat> and everything like that if a you know if the right offer comes about. So um, we'll see. We still got. I mean, you still talking about the draft starts in the about three weeks. Yeah, we got about three weeks still. Three more weeks. So you never know. More stuff could could be uh, coming. Yeah, uh, the thing, the thing that's going. I think the thing that I heard that was going on with uh, Atlanta at four is right now it's a riff uh, between coach and GM on what they want to do. <clears throat> GM wants a oh, GM. Lord. Don't tell me. That. G, GM wants a new QB, and the QB he wants is Trey Lance. Head coach thinks Matty Ice got at least a two to three more years left in him. So so. That's, that's you, Trey Lance. That's what the GM. So not Justin Fields. He th- he thinking Trey Lance. Now you know th- this all could be smoke and mirrors. You know it's just yeah yeah yeah. You know draft rumors. It's it's, it's it's that time of the year. It's, it's getting crazy. You know everybody's finishing up these pro days and and everything like that. So all the bigger schools are pretty much done with them. Just about you know we everybody's they they checking their boxes, looking at tape. Trying to figure out what they want to do, and they seeing all these moves is being made. the 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 draft order is constantly moving right now. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a lot. <clears throat> but yeah. speaking of a lot, um, a team who doesn't have a first round pick. I mean, because they traded them all the way. Thanks, Bill O'Brien. Um, Houston Texans, and we got more. Uh, Stuff going on with uh, quarterback Deshaun Washington. So now uh, Nike has suspended uh, their deal with Deshaun Washington, you know, amid of all the uh, sexual assault allegations that he has right now, which I think last time I checked uh, in total, I think it was up to 22 um, different reports. Um, yep, 22. 22. Uh I mean, you know, we 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 mentioned and talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, on a on an episode or two ago, you know, about you know, about just, you know, the allegations and everything that's going on. We just just talking about what what we've been given, you know, what we know about everything. Um, you know, in this I mean, in this situation for that, you know, I mean, obviously I think I know the answer to this when I ask it, but you know. Do you blame Nike for, you know, basically just 
suspending it, which which in my opinion, how I'm looking at it, I feel like they didn't take the deal away. It's just not active right now or something like that. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how smart was the move for them to do that? Because we know it was a smart move to do it because it's just, they, you know, I guess they can't really associate themselves with anything like that. Oh, I mean, as a business move, that's a 10. You yeah. gotta you gotta protect you gotta as 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 a brand as Nike, you gotta protect you gotta protect the brand. You gotta protect your your image and everything like that. So if someone is associated with you, I'm sorry, but you know, Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson not bigger than the brand, <clears throat> not bigger than Nike. Right. So like you said, they didn't they didn't get rid of the the you know, his deal or anything like that. It's just okay, let's wait until we figure out what's going on for real. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what happens. And then we'll go from there, which is smart. It's smart by them. I believe Beats did the same thing. So that's not, that's, that's not, a, that's not a bad business move. I don't blame Nike for, for doing that at all. And I'm, like I said, I think he has a deal with Beats. I believe Beats did the same thing. And then found out that he has a partnership with Rolex as well. Rolex might you know do something like that as well. So... They're smart, you know, especially you got the two women that came out and spoke. Uh, I believe that was just yesterday or two days ago. They came out and spoke and everything um, about it, uh, about the events that took place. Um, so with all that missing going on, it's definitely smart for them to um, just sit back and take a wait-and-see wait approach, excuse me, it's all of this, man. It's it's unfortunate um, with everything that's going on. Uh, it's unfortunate for both parties. It's unfortunate that these women have been, you know, put through this, you know, and everything like that. I I, I didn't listen to the whole clip of, of both women, but I was just listening to you know bits and pieces of it. I mean, they definitely um, there's definitely some emotional damage and everything that's done. Has been done. I um, mean, then it's you know unfortunate for Deshaun Watson too, being at the the height of your career, looking to potentially you know move away from a certain situation that you don't want to be in, and you know for this to happen, we we'll just have to you know Nike is taking the approach that I think a lot of people are taking, where it's just we'll 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 see what happens. They'll have their day in court where, you know, they'll be able to put everything, put all the evidence on the table and decide what, you know, what is what is fact and what is false. But as far as Nike goes, they, that's a smart decision for them to just suspend it and, and wait and see what happens. Uh, what, what do you think the league should do with, with Deshaun right now? Should he be put like on the exempt list or I mean, I know they haven't done. I know. I don't know when OTAs and all this stuff is supposed to be starting up and everything like that which i mean he's not coming he even if this wasn't even going on he wasn't going to be down there at the facility uh yeah. anyway because you know he doesn't want to be there but uh i mean even still like should should the league do something as far as like putting them just put them on the exempt list or uh you know just i guess continue what they're doing which i think they was just you know just being a part of the investigation and i guess doing their due diligence of what they're supposed to do uh, what you think? Like, what do you think they should probably be doing right now? No, they definitely, definitely, I think they should put them on the, 
on the uh, exempt list. I think that's the smart thing to do. I think that you, it's the same thing. It's the wait and see, you know, it's the, the wait and see approach. You take that approach and just let, let you know, everything, let everything play out and, and see what happens. I don't think they should keep him because he'll, he'll continue to get paid, which is what he wants. Um, he'll continue to get his money. Um, he does not want to be in Houston right now. So with all this going on, this that does, does not help Houston at all because now if you were even thinking about trading Deshaun Watson, if, if this all comes out to be true and everything, if they were looking to move Deshaun Watson, the, the first-round pick, a couple first-round picks that you thought you were going to get for him, you're not getting that anymore. <laughs> you're not getting yeah. that anymore. You're not getting a first-round pick if this all comes out to be, you know, comes out to be true. You're not getting a first-round pick for Deshaun anymore. So this doesn't help the Texans at all. So um, you got to find a way. If you're the Texans, you got to find a way to – well, I'm sorry. If you're the NFL, you definitely you got to find a way to, you know, make this work for both teams because right now or for both parties because um, right now this, this is not helping anybody so i think just it'd be easier to just put them on the exempt list let everything play out and we'll go from there and we just go yeah yeah i i just think and it's just retrospect all around it's just you know it's just sad it's unfortunate from all spectrums uh for the women that's you know that's going through what they're going through uh, you know, for Sean Watson and his camp and, you know, trying to, you know, basically, you know what I'm saying, keep his name upright um, and everything uh, for the league, just because, you know, they've been, they've been, they've dealt with a lot of scrutiny before um, with many different players and uh, different allegations within franchises, whether it be players, front office members, uh, we saw the whole ordeal ordeal with the Washington football team and what they had uh, going on as well. Um, so I know it's unfortunate for the league too, just to trying to um, keep their image in a, in a positive light because, like I said, they've been scrutinized a lot uh, the past couple of years. Not only just in this in this matter, but dealing with uh, you know the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else. They you know just all of that was was going on, so it's just, uh, you know, it's just it's just sad all around right now. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I just hope that we just, you know, we just get to the truth. Um, and once we get to the truth and find the truth, then I think we should just go from there. Let's not put out any wrongfully and disheartening opinions. Uh, let's just let's just get, keep getting the facts. Uh, let's just, you know see see what happens and and we we, we all will we'll go from there uh man so i don't know man i, I really don't have anything else man i really don't have anything else if it was going on it's been you know a little, little slow week uh kd came back um yeah he's here. coming back yeah he's he yeah here getting buckets already from what what's being told uh man but it's crazy, man. All right, you know, okay. We'll, we'll, before we end it, I just, I just ask you this real quick, a little off subject here. So the draft is three weeks away. All right, 
obviously, both of us, we're Atlanta Falcon fans. It's been a long time. I think, what, it's been since about, what, 20, 2015 since we had a top 10 pick, and I think we spent that on Vic Beasley. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a minute since we had a top 10, top five pick. We, we had a top five pick Probably since, soon. I think, we got Matt Ryan when he yeah, had three. Yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah. Because um, it ain't been too many times we either been in the teens or in the low, in the, in the back end of the first round. Um, probably had, yeah. So, what do you want them to do at number four? <laughs> or what would you, what you want them to do or what they should do, what, whatever. Like, we'll just answer that and we're going to end it. Uh I want them to be smart. <laughs> I want them to be smart. I I don't think we need a ed, we we need an edge rusher. I believe we need a cornerback. I believe that we could use a running back. I don't think that a running back. I don't think we we'll have to spend a you know that that top four pick now number four pick. I don't think we have to spend that on the cornerback. Um, and I also don't believe that there is a edge rusher or being at pick number four right now, which is tough. It's crazy the 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 year where we have our needs, there aren't guys where they they'll just shoe in like, oh yeah, he's definitely a top top five pick at these positions. Um, if I had it my way. I would say I would tell them to just pick Justin Fields. Either pick pick Justin Fields and let him, you know, learn under learn under Matt Ryan, or you trade back and you take one of these top cornerbacks. You take a Pat Sertan or you take a J.C. Horn. That's what I would think with that with with that first round pick. Either you stay there and you draft and you draft Justin Fields or you trade back and take a corner. Or you can take an edge rusher, but I would say take a corner at that at that at that spot if you could. No, what I I'm I'm this is probably the first the the first time in the draft where I'm like I have no clue because normally it's like, okay, yeah, we need an offensive line. We need O-line. Or we need this. We know what we need, but it's just not there <laughs> to be picked at number four. Um, let, or I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind Sewell, but are you going to – I mean, what are you going to do with Jake Matthews? Like, I was, so it's uh, – so I don't I don't know, man. I'm, I'm torn right now. I, I'm right there with you, bro. I, it's so bad. I can't even honestly. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. I can't even give you one definitive answer. I, I say I got four options that we that we do. I say we stay there. If we are gonna stay there at four, if you want to make a safe pick, take Suell, snatch him up before. Cincinnati does right there at five, which I mean, first they should take Suell, but you know they've been talking about getting Jamar Chase and partnering up with back with Burrow. But I mean, if you can't, if you have O line to block for you, how you gonna give him the ball? But that's not my team, so I'm gonna leave it at that. But (laughs) uh, either they stay there at four, you stay there at four and play it safe, take Suell. 
Number two, and there's, there's no particular order, but I'm just going, I'm just saying what I think. Number two, if you're going to stay at four, if you're going to stay at four, and let's just say Suell's not there, let's just say so, let's just say we get surprised by uh, one of the, the but between New York and San Francisco, we get surprised and they don't go quarterback and they take Suell. Uh, at that point, you take a quarterback. I honestly, I mean, I really wouldn't have a preference. Uh, my order would be either Fields, Lance, or Wilson. I'm not really that high on Zach Wilson, but I understand it. You know, it's whatever floats your boat. Um, that's number two. Number three, because the, it's the reason why I say you, you, if you, if if Suell is gone, or if you want to make a splash and go quarterback, you might as well take one of these quarterbacks now because. <laughs> I'm looking at the 22 class of quarterbacks, and I'm honestly I'm not that impressed. Uh, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Keaton Slovis from USC, Bo Nix. Uh, who else is who else? Spencer Rattler is probably gonna try to come out if he have another good year. Uh, Tanner Morgan. I mean Brock Purdy. I mean they they okay, but. Don't none of them sound better than Justin Fields or Trey Lance or even a Zach Wilson. I'll take Zach Wilson before I take any one of these folks right here. Uh, so the, the, the 22 right now to me, you know, now, of course, somebody's going to probably somebody I just named is probably going to build up and make a case for them to to be one of those top quarterbacks to get drafted. But I don't I don't I'm not a fan of any of those quarterbacks right there for next year's draft class to really just. Put put your hat on. I, if you're not gonna take a quarterback there in the first round, I'd rather you go take a maybe later on take a cow trash or somebody later on than wait for next year and try to get one of those guys. So, so either play it safe, take the wheel, make a splash. If you're gonna stay at four, make a splash and pick a quarterback, or just number three. I just say just trade back and like you said, trade back, take a. So folks been saying Kyle Pitts, but we don't need another offensive weapon. But even though that's, we do pass the ball pretty well, that's like the only good thing we can do um, is pass the ball. Uh, but if we're going to – I say number three, just trade back and get a corner. Get I'm with you. Get a J.C. Horn. Get a Patrick Tan. Heck, I wouldn't even be opposed to even taking a Caleb Fairley, uh, Farley. Uh, oh, yeah. G-Tech. So, I – those are my three options. Not in that. It's not in that particular order, but I just think those just are the three that you do. You play it safe and get get the offensive alignment, get swell, make a splash, and go ahead at four and get a quarterback and just prepare for the future. It is what it is. Um, or trade back and get a corner. Trade back and get a corner because I don't really see. I would say a pass rusher, but I don't see a pass rusher that's worthy of a top ten pick. Um, really. Uh, I don't see, it. and I, I, I just, we just, we just. I mean, we need so much help on defense, but that that could be a whole another podcast episode in itself. So I'm gonna leave that alone. But <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> uh, man, anything you got to say here? You know, as we get ready to close the show down. No, nah, man, just normal. You know, normal. Continue to. Be safe, wear your mask, things of that nature. All you, everybody with the allergies, like I said, continue to you know get your Claritin, get your Zyrtex, you know, yes, sir, get yes, all, sir, you know, get your allergy medicine and everything. So you can take care of that. The last thing you want to do is be dealing with you know your allergies, sneezing, and 
you know, Randy knows and all that type of stuff all over the place, especially with everything that's going on right now. So continue to wear your mask, continue to social distance, things of that nature. Um, obviously, you know, continue to talk and tell your loved ones that you love them, tell them that you care about them, you know, just stay, you know, stay in touch. Don't, don't be a, uh, don't be a stranger. <laughs> don't be a stranger and things like that. So, um, I saw that man just, you know, continue to be great. You can be, uh, continue to chase your, chase your goals, whatever those are. Chase those to the fullest. Continue to uh, strive for greatness, strive for excellence in everything that you do. And continue to give thanks to the man above, man. That's it. That's it. Uh, yo, definitely, definitely continue to give thanks to the man above. <laughs> shout out to him for sure. Um, shout out to Mama and Papa Sanders as always. Uh, it was good seeing them, kicking it with the family uh, this past Easter weekend. Nice to see with them. They made it back home to Memphis safely. Um, shout out to the the official, unofficial third member of the show, <laughs> baby Naomi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She she said her piece a, a couple of times within. I don't know if I don't know if everybody might not have heard it, but it's all good. Um, man, yeah. Continue to protect yourselves, man. Stay safe out here. Uh, for y'all who are dealing with allergies and sinuses, like like me. Uh, it's like Dupree said, man. Go ahead, get your get your Zyrtec, get your Claritin, in, do whatever you got to do to to fight through it. It's, it's it's always rough on us this time of year, folks. We got to deal with that, especially on top of that with COVID still going on and wearing masks and everything, man. But definitely stay safe out here, um, man. Love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh, no means no, no means no. Springtime, the dresses is coming. You know, folks is folks is trying to get outside. It, the folks is still trying to get outside out here, even in the pandemic. You know, I don't blame them. It is what it is. You know, as long as you've been safe. But man, you know, hey, just as always, no means no. I just ain't no other way to put it. Uh, man, follow um follow the the social, of course, the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, if you know, you know, definitely. Um. We might get. I know for a fact on the 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 IG, we finna get like a string of posts trying to go on because like hadn't really been posting the the new episodes dropping like that. But you know, folks know what's going on. It it is what it is. And uh, man, I always listen and subscribe to the podcast, man. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, if you don't like none of those, they always drop on SoundCloud as well. And uh, man, continue just. Tell everybody about the show, listen and subscribe, man. This has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.